0: Praise God, hallelujah. Welcome everybody to midweek service. I'm sure you're having an awesome time wherever you are connected to us right now. And um, without further ado, I'd like to use this opportunity to thank my father, Pastor Enoch, for the privilege to be on set with him today. We're going to be having a very special time in the presence of God. And this midweek is going to be, um, we're going to spend time, you know, asking our father some very important questions and I'm sure you're gonna be impacted wherever you are and more light is gonna to come to you as a result of what we're gonna be discussing. With said, thank you so much for being on set with you once again. Um, sir, please, um, we're here to, there are a few questions that we have in mind that I would um, like to go and discuss with you, sir. The first of it being, I've followed you for quite a number of years and I've always known you to be some kind of (laughs) superman in a sense because, um, but in the back of my mind, I've I've always wanted to ask in your years of leadership, has there ever been a time where you faced um, some sort of uh, challenge as a leader, um with, with in whatever capacity being a fellowship leader or a cell, a cell leader, where you thought like um, it wasn't going to happen, and how did you come out of such a situation? Because sometimes in leadership, there are some people who might be trying, you know, putting the word of God to work and might not see the results as they should, and they want to know how they can, you know, progress moving on from there.
1: All right, so um, this this place brings us the nostalgic feeling of lockdown. Yeah. And we remember very well <laughs> everything that went on over here during the lockdown season. Now, you mentioned um, as a leader, did I ever have any time? I was probably... I'll, I'll, I'll even um, cut it across... Maybe to acquire a star. I was also a choir star. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. I was in the creative art at a point. Yes, sir. You remember all those faces?
0: I have the pictures. You have the pictures? (laughs) Yes, sir.
1: I was a dancer at a point. Yes, sir. I was acting drama at a point. Yes, sir. I remember one drama I acted in church. It was um, Jesus' birth in the 21st century. Yes. (laughs) Yes, Yes, and I I was... uh, one of the panelists yes, sir. on Jerusalem TV. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, maybe what I never did was ushering. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but that should let you know, I actually went through most of those motions yes, sir. as a leader, as a choir star. At a point I was an instrumentalist. I was playing a conga. Yes,
2: <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> why well, congas are not, they are not instrumentalists. <laughs> The way the instrumentalists are looking at me is as though those who play conga are not instrumentalists. Please respect them. It, it takes a lot. So I have been through all those phases. I've been through all those phases in, in ministry. So w- was I ever discouraged? Did I ever think that this will not happen? This will not take you know effect, it will not make impact. You know? I've been through all those phases. What I'll tell you is there are two comforts. You see, the Bible says that they that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. What's the meaning? You see, in walking with God, you cannot observe what is going on. The Bible said in the book of Romans, chapter 4, he said that Abraham did not observe the deadness of Sarah's womb. You see, because if Abraham is going to become who God said he is, at the time God told him that I've made you a father of many nations, the guy is not even, he's not even strong enough to make that happen. Neither, and they called Sarah's womb dead. You know, it is Romans chapter 4 verse 9, he said, and being not weak in faith, what did he do? He said, he considered not his, own body now dead when he was about 100 years old. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. So, every physical situation is telling Abraham that it is not possible. You see, it is not possible for that to happen. So, he tells us the fate of Abraham. He said, Abraham did not consider that. So, in working with God, in if you are going to make any serious thing out of working with God, you will have to be on that you know, place you are, you have to be in that place where you do not con- consider the, what is going on around you because if you consider what's going around you, God always speaks opposite of what is going on. God always speaks opposite of what is going on. So, if God has asked you to do something and probably you have a prophetic word about your future, about your destiny, about what you're going to be, you cannot consider what is going on because many times. The times God told me certain things he was going to do with my life. Man, it didn't look like I could ever do it. I didn't have the money at the time to do it. So, th- there's no way you can accommodate what God is saying. Mm. So, there are, when you get to such situations, like sometimes you get to a situation where physically, mentally, you feel discouraged. You feel drained. It is possible. Yes, Bible talks about Jonah. At a point in time, Jonah, you know, a, a whole prophet called Jonah. He said he wanted to kill himself. Jonah wanted to commit suicide. At a point in time, Elijah said, No, 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 God, I'm the only one who is following you. No, 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 no. It's better I'm dead. Mm. God said, Oh, okay. I'm going to take you up then. There are different men of God in the scriptures who probably got to such faces. But you see, there are two comforts. When those things happen, most of the time, you need comfort. You need comfort. You see, you need comfort where during those seasons of your life, during those times of your life, somebody will speak a word. You see, there will be a word spoken that will comfort you. I've been in in those situations before. I've been in those situations before. There was a time in my life, you know, Things that were going on, certain structures that were put in place were not favoring me in a certain way. And when all those things happened, most of the time, it took the comfort of God. Bible calls God the God of all comforts. So it takes the comfort of God to actually, you know, go through those places and come out still pursuing your calling. Because I settled in my mind that there's no other life to live apart from a life to be impactful for God. Are you listening? Mm -hmm. So you are not looking for a way out. You are looking at the God of all comfort. He said, "Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort." Mm -hmm. So you see, God is into comfort. Mm -hmm. You see, sometimes people are always looking for. um, I had had nobody to talk to me. I had nobody to do. But Bible calls God the God of all comfort. Now we are going to look at these two comforts that God comforts us with. All right. Now. I didn't know your questions before you asked me. You said you asked me questions. I said okay. I didn't know your questions, so I'm answering your questions by the inspiration of the Spirit. The first one, look, look at Romans chapter 15. Romans chapter 15, verse 4. He says, "For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and the comfort of the Scriptures, there is comfort of the Scriptures." You see, what do you know in the word of God that comforts you concerning what you are doing in the house of God? Mm. You see, an empty leader will always suffer. Mm. Mm. You see, because the work of God can drain you. You see, that is why a lot of the time, personally, almost every month, I take out about three days to wait on the Lord. Because if I don't, I'll be drained. You understand? Yes, What did Jesus Christ say about the, the, the parable of the ten virgins? Jesus Christ spoke about the parable of the ten virgins. And he said, When their oil dried out, he told them, He said, Go to them that sell and buy. That means when your, your oil dries out, you cannot produce of your own. You have to go to them that sell and buy. <laughs> so you see, there is the comfort of the scriptures where God speaks to you, you know, about uh, such things in the Bible. Now, one of the things that comforts me in the Scriptures a lot is that with everything I'm doing, it's not a waste and the Master will reward me. So, you see, it's a comfort. When I, when I read it, I am comforted. You see, the Bible says that he that had this hope in himself, purifies himself even as he's pure. You see, we should have this hope in ourselves. You see, that Jesus is coming again. So he said, that is what spares us on. He said, he that had this hope in himself, purified himself. That means there's this internal fire that comes when you are hoping to something. Mm. So our hope of Jesus coming back, our hope of, of a better life, our hope of Jesus rewarding us, our hope of the le- next millennium, our, these hopes, they are a comfort. They are a comfort for us. So we are, we, we, are, we are aware that we are not living for ourselves. We are aware that we are not living for today. We are aware that everything we are doing, every choir star should be aware, every usher should be aware, there is nothing you do for God that will never go unrewarded. He mm-hmm. said, God is not forgetful. You understand? Uh, God is not uh, wicked to forget our work and labor of love. You see? So, if you are doing it from your heart, you are doing it for the Lord, you are doing it out of love, you should be very rest assured that God will not forget it. Not in this life, not in the life after. Yes, sir. So you are very hopeful. And this is comforting for you. So when you are someone, you know, a lot of the time, when you go through certain situations, always it is what you know inside you that comes out. Mm -hmm. So sometimes when you get into certain situations as a leader, you know, the word of God in you will come out. The word of God inside you will come out. So it will be comforting for you. All of a sudden, even though you felt like, oh, I'm going to do this. Okay, take for example, Jesus. I mean, our, our Jesus. A, a, a day came in Jesus' life. He said, "Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass over me." Mm. But because the Word was in him and he was the Word, the answer came. You see, so even though he asked, "Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass," over me, he said, "Nevertheless." You see, when you are a man or a woman of the Word of God and the Word is inside you, sometimes some things will happen. You say, "Nevertheless." You see, nevertheless. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. You see, even though my leader has talked to me anyhow, nevertheless, yes, the one who is humble, will, 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 you understand? Say, yes, so God give it more grace to the humble. Yes, so when you don't have the word of God inside you, that's why I'm a firm believer in people must grow, not only before they take up leadership, but they must, well, when you take up leadership, it is not the end. When you take up leadership, you must still be growing while you are you, you're a leader. Mm. You see, some people don't grow. While they are the thing, I become a leader, that is it. They don't grow again, and, and it is a very dangerous place to be. You, when you become a leader, you must grow while leading. Every time you are growing, you are growing because the, the, the tests will come, the trials will come, yes, the things to shake your faith will come. Yes, you see, when they come to shake your faith, will you still be standing? Mm. Zeal is not growth, mm. and growth is not zeal. Mm. Zeal should make you. Look for growth. Mm. He said, as newborn babes, desire. Yeah. Why? Babies are the ones with desire. Yes, Babies have desire. Yes, you see, the baby will desire milk and be crying. Desire milk and be crying. So he said, desire um, so that it may grow thereby. That means the desire, which is the zeal, has to take you to the food that will make you grow as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word, that you may grow. So, desire, the fact that you are zealous for God in the house of God, doesn't mean you are growing. So, give attention to your growth. Mm -hmm. It is very, very important. Because, if you grow, the the, the scriptures will be a comfort. You see, the scriptures give us comfort. So, every leader must have the word of God inside him. Then, there is also the comforter. Mm -hmm. Who brings comfort? Jesus Christ said, I will not leave you orphans. You see, um, being depressed out of the work, being drained, all comes as a result of, you know, um, uh, you doing the work. Now, I don't think even people who do work that they can see their bosses, eh? they sometimes get tired of the work. How much more that we don't see our boss? yes, we are still working. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) You understand? So, you are likely to be drained. You see? You are likely to be. What did he say? He said, for they that wait upon the Lord shall do what? Renew. Why? Because it can get old. It can't get old. So, you work, and you are working for the Lord, and you are working for the Lord, then, God, the time, you feel somewhat drained. The moment you feel drained, the devil is likely to do something. What is the devil likely to do? The devil is likely to isolate you. Hmm. So, when you hear somebody saying, I need time for myself, and he's not actually going to God, or, you know, you feel like you should be isolated from church, you know, I need to. That's the devil. Okay. Oh, look at when uh, um, um, a lion is chasing animals. Yes, they, are, they are not looking for everybody. They, t- they always try to isolate one. Yes, if that one is isolated from the head, it's easier. Yes, but when they, they are in the head, their work is to isolate that animal. Mm. Isolo- isolate that antelope. Once he's able to isolate the antelope, he will catch him. Yes, Once they are moving ahead, it's more difficult. So the work is isolate one. So the devil does the same thing. He tries to isolate you. You feel tired from the work, then the next thing, you feel like being alone. No, that is the time you should actually go, you know, among believers. Now, I'm, not, I'm talking about a comforter. The comforter, why would Jesus Christ say we need a comforter? No, talk to me. Mm. He said in the world, you will have trouble. So we will need a comforter. The, the, we will need the Holy Ghost to keep reminding us of the call. You see, and the Holy Ghost does that comfort work so well. I I, I can attribute my unending passion and zeal to the Holy Spirit. Only Him. Because sometimes, sometimes, I do feel that way. Then, when, you know, on on my own, because I have a good prayer life on my own, I'll just be there. Once I begin to speak in tongues, He is there. Mm. You are always there to help. Mm. You are always there to help me. Even when no one else was there, you are always there for me. You see, so the moment you begin to pray in the Spirit, the moment you begin to fellowship with the Holy Spirit, what's the next thing that happens? He begins to comfort you. Yes. All of a sudden, that you, there's a, this peace. There's this love for God stirred again. Yes. Yes. What is so important? That love for God stirred again is so important. Because sometimes it's not stirred. It's inside you, but it's not stirred. So the Holy Ghost, that's one of his work. He stirs the love of Jesus inside you. All of a sudden, you are back into passion. So anytime the devil tries to isolate you, don't take it. It's a a wrong thing. Don't take that advice. Don't ever want to be isolated. When you feel like, you you know, all this thing I'm doing, what will even come out of it? Always listen to the Holy Ghost. Mm. I'm not even saying listen to me. Listen to the Holy Ghost. He's the one who always tells you, keep doing it. I got to a place in my in my in my walk with God yes, one day. I, I told you I said I, I said, No, Lord, should I take this decision or take this? Because I, I was on the verge of taking a decision. Mm. So I went to pray. As I prayed and fasted, it didn't take long. The Holy Ghost said, Stay in this thing, yes, stay over here. Don't go, stay over here. Yes, and I thank God I listened to what the Holy Spirit said. Yes, so there's a comforter. I actually said there are two, but i add one more. There's the comfort of the scriptures, and there's the comforter who is the Holy Spirit. Yes, have a fellowship. Anybody who fellowships with the Holy Spirit doesn't run out of oil. Ah, yeah. He said, go to them that sell and buy. Yes, sir. See, anyone who fellowships with the Holy Spirit doesn't run out of zeal and passion. Okay, So, the comforter comes to help you. Then the third one is the comfort of the brethren. Mm. There's a the comfort of the brethren. Mm. Don't seek help for a spiritual thing with a carnal man. He's about to compound your problem. And always I say this. Always listen to what I'm about to say. Always I say this. Don't look for someone who is going to make you emotionally okay. Mm. Mm. Because a lot of times, people who are going to make you emotionally okay and people who are going to tell you the lie. Today, a young lady somewhere, you know, outside the country was going through something. And her pastor had given her some instructions. I mean, very stern instructions. Now, how, how, how would you take it? Your pastor comes to you, and say, leave this social media, leave that social media, leave this social media, leave this, stop this, stop this, stop this. And literally, this girl, literally, if she takes off all those things, code, she, she doesn't have a life aside serving God. And her pastor tells her this, and she comes to tell me, see what my pastor said. And she was crying. And I said, Wow, thank God for your pastor. Hmm. He said, say, you are not helping things. I said, do you want me to tell you? Okay, let's rebel. <laughs> he then she actually said, but you are telling me the truth. Because what I was doing, I was telling her the truth. You see, I was telling her the truth. I cannot try to nurse her emotions at the expense of the truth. I have to tell her the truth. The truth is that you have to listen to your pastor. He said, this obedience is not easy. I said, that is why it is called obedience. It will not come naturally to you. That's why it's called obedience. It will not come naturally to you. I said, listen to what your pastor said. And I told her something. I said, I wish I had someone to tell me that. I wish I had someone to tell me that. Why? Because there are times I probably posted something that probably generated an uproar that maybe I would have been better off not posting it. Yes, but where I've gotten to, nobody corrects me. Do you understand? Yes, so later I look at her and say, oh, I shouldn't have done this. Then I mark it as, I didn't have to go through that if I had someone who corrects what I've gotten to, nobody corrects me. Yes, so, I wish I had somebody who tells me, Go, go off all this social media. So, the Holy Ghost helps me. I, I, like, for example, before I went off Twitter, I was, I was fasting and praying. The yes, Holy Ghost said, Go off Twitter. I went off. Not long after, we all saw the reason why the Holy Ghost has been. Because I know myself, if you say something, I will reply you. <laughs> <laughs> My legal instincts are too strong. Yes, I want to know that you're writing rubbish. Mm. I, I cannot, I can't eat, I can't sleep. Until I replied you, <laughs> so only goes out to help me. Yes, Even some of them while I, while I was not on Twitter, I was replying to on my Instagram.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I need to know that it was so good I left because I would have replied and it would have turned into something else. Yes, Do you understand? Yes, because sometimes it's better if you don't reply. Yes, so I wish somebody had... So I told I said what your pastor is doing is actually helping you. So listen, obey. You Understand? So I'm not i I was not nursing her emotions. I was telling her the truth. So, at that time, going to the body of believers, they will help you with spiritual counsel. At that time, that will keep you comforted. You know, sometimes you are going through something and you hear, you know, I, I don't know if that's happened to you before. You were going through something, you felt discouraged in a way. Then you go among believers praying. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm, I'm
0: good, I'm good, I'm good. It is so important to keep yourself in the company of the believers. Wow. Praise God. Thank you so much, sir. That was, that was comforting. <laughs> um, so to my next question about this goes in the lines of prayer. And I know that um, you've um, emphasized prayer in our lives so much. Um, so in tackling prayer effectively, how can somebody, you know, because sometimes there are so many things to pray for, like you know sometimes we have programs, some people have meetings cells, they have their personal lives to pray. How do we you know pray for all these things effectively um, so that we can see the result in all aspects of our lives? <laughs> this, <laughs> this is an, an amazing question. It's like uh,
1: let's say probably you are a fellowship leader, yes. you have to pray for your fellowship. Yes, sir. Your family probably has another issue you are trying to pray about.
0: Specific intercessions.
1: There are specific intercessions you need to do. Then, probably your fellowship members too, you know some who are becoming carnal. You need to pray for them. Somebody does not have a job in your fellowship. You want to pray for him. You know, I asked this question, I asked Pastor B this question 12 years ago. You know why? I wanted to save everybody in my area. So (laughs) I was praying for all of them one by one. So I was realizing, ah, so how do I pray for other things? Mm -hmm. Because it was not workable. All right. So I'll give you the answer I gave Becca when she asked me this question. You have to address them. You know, that is the reason why this is dangerous. Pray for me. Because how many people can I pray for? Listen. The disciples of Jesus Christ they didn't say, Jesus, pray for us. He said, teach us how to pray. There are more people we can enlist to pray the less the prayer points we have. Mm. We need to enlist more people to pray. Now, take for example, I need to pray for church one. Yes, I need to pray for church two. Yes, I need to pray for church three. Yes. I need to pray for Chin's church. Yes, sir. If I follow it like that, will I ever pray? Because sometimes the prayer points can be too many that you don't even pray at all. So, because someone like Thelma mm. is there, yes, I don't have to go to that one. She can take care of that one while I take care of other ones. Yes, you see? Yes, Remember the strategy I shared with you by the Spirit on how we pray about certain things. Yes, then I'll call, I say, you, 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 take tackle this. Yes, you, 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 tackle this. You, you, tackle that. Yes, so, in your personal life, first of all, you have to understand scheduling. Scheduling. You see, yes, you have to understand scheduling and the Holy Spirit takes you into, into that. The Holy Spirit teaches you how to schedule. Yes, okay? Sometimes, you know, I take a particular case and I'm on it for probably a week. Yes, sir. And, I'm probably using the night, maybe 1 to 2, Tuesday 1 to 2, Wednesday 1 to 2, and I'm taking that particular thing, and I'm on it, and I'm on it, and I'm on it. I have my morning prayers that I do. I have my normal evening prayers that I do, but I have a particular case. I'm taking 1 to 2. So a lazy man doesn't have footing in prayer.
0: Mm. Yeah,
1: a lazy man doesn't have footing in prayer. You have to understand how to schedule. So you schedule your day and you schedule your time. Look what's going then I told Becca, I said, you have to pray in order of priority. What is pressing? You see, what is pressing? Then also, don't think that every prayer must be prayed for long. That's why I say sometimes I can take a certain prayer point for maybe one to two. For, and I'm doing it for a week or two. Yes, sir. I remember when Pastor Titi one time said that you... There are certain times you want to, maybe, you, you want to change level. Yes, Let me give you an example. You want to change level. Then you start, you know, it is so effective. I wonder why people don't do it. I'll tell you something that happened some years ago. Yes, sir. I was, I was about to pray, I, I, like, I wanted to change level in some things, all right? So, Pastor Titi P- 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 actually said, you want to change level so you can call a program. You know, people don't know you can call a program for yourself. Yes, sir. My first, all my first name prayers, I call, and they, they have a name. Like my personal fasting and prayer. My very first fasting and prayer that changed my life was called Tari Yi.
0: <laughs>
1: and who is having a program? Me and the Holy Ghost. Mm. The Holy Ghost understands the name you are giving so he knows the focus of which you are coming. Mm. So you can call for a special session of your life 40 days of change. How are you going to be pray? 15 minutes a day for 40 days. You see what will happen. You want to change level. You say, I'm doing 40 days of change. Let me explain what happened. You know, during the time I was I was into music, yes, my songs were not in the beginning. My songs were in Christ's embassy, they were not outside. Yes, so I said I wanted to break that thing. I wanted my songs to go outside. Because yes, my very first song I wrote, Necessities laid on me, yes, it was in Christ's embassy. Yes, I even sang it at Pastor Christian's birthday. Yes, I sang in different places. So among Christ's yes, people, it was known. But my other songs, it was not known outside. Yes, All right. So People don't know that the song, um, Church the Suite, I was playing in the studio. It was not a serious song. I was just playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was actually playing. I was in the studio. And I were just fu- No, I, don't, I, I, I can't fool, so I'm not a fool. So. <laughs> so I don't say I was just fooling. I'm not a fool. I was just playing. So while the, the guy, so let me, let me show you. Let me give you an apple so some of you will know. Have you heard this song by Captain Planet? It's a secular song to rise, something, something, something. Check the drum pattern. It's the same as C suite, So the guy actually just sampled that drum pattern and we were just playing. You see, we were just playing. But it, it was just there. So we we're just playing, it was just there. Okay, it was just there. So we were just having fun with it, myself and the two guys I told you who were forcing me to go and stay. So <laughs> <laughs> it was one of them forcing They forced me. I we just went and We're just having fun. I just come back from a crusade, and the crusade was full of the power of God and all that. Okay? It was full of power. Because so when I came back, we're still sweating and all that. So we're just playing. We're just laughing and playing. We're even drinking koko at the time. Mm-hmm. So when I did that, I said, I wanted to break that thing. So I started. I think it was seven days of prayer. How long was I praying? Fifteen minutes. On the third day. On the third day. Fifteen minutes old. On the third day. I began to scream. I have taken over. I have taken over. I have taken over. I don't know where it came from. Third day. I completed the seven days. No long after. Church is sweet. Everywhere. Everywhere. The next thing. Lighthouse is using it to dance. Victory Bible Church is using it to dance. Every church. I chopped money from that song. <laughs> I chop money from that song. I don't like you. That's the truth. I chop money from that song. You see, how did it happen? It was even short, short prayers. It wasn't. Like, you want to change your life? Sometimes you might not have the time to do three days indoors. You can call yourself a program, 40 days of change, and be disciplined enough to go through it. So got 21 days of. Sometimes at fasting. Sometimes no. Sometimes just a prayer. Sometimes not fasting. Sometimes. You do the fast in a way that, you know, maybe you are working. You cannot really fast during the day because your work is maybe tedious or, you know. You can do night fast. That means you eat in the morning, eat in the afternoon, but you don't eat in the evening. It doesn't mean in the afternoon. Triple the food, you know. You can do night fast and do it. There are so many, you know, that's the thing about the kingdom of God. There are so many instruments to remedy situations,
0: you know. Don't lazy, don't lazy about. There are so many instruments to remedy situations. Powerful. Thank you so much, sir. Very enlightening tonight. I'm sure you are just receiving that as you sit there. Say, another question um, I wanted to ask concerning raising people. Um, as leaders, sometimes you know, there's especially when you know a lot or you have some. You've acquired some knowledge in the Word of God, and you're supposed to transfer that knowledge to other people. Um maybe as a cell leader, how do you know where to start? And is there, can you prescribe a curriculum to take people through in their doctrinal knowledge in the kingdom of God to make them grow properly and strong right from the beginning? Is there like a pattern of teachings to take in the initial stages or It's it's just random sampling. Usually, when you are a cell leader, for example,
1: you might not know what to do. So, usually, as a cell leader, you are given what to teach. Did they ever happen in the Bible? Yes. Jesus sent other people, he said, When you go, say. (laughs) Are you listening? He gave them what to say because at a certain time, you don't know what exactly to say because, like I said, like you actually mentioned, there's a curriculum. See, you need to pay attention to the fact that there is a curriculum. For example, there are some people you write certain things on your status, you you know your 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 audience, and your your people, the people who watch your status are probably either unbelievers, because most of you are in school, so you are in class, so your mates, most of them are either unbelievers or maybe Christians. Like I tell you most of the time, when you start listening to me, when you start listening to Pastor Chris, your Level of knowledge is over the top. Yes, so, you can make a mistake. Yes, uh, you see? You can make a mistake by going to write certain things you're not supposed to write. The Bible talks about milk. Mm. It talks about meat. Yes, it talks about strong meat. Yes, I've added those bones. <laughs> there's strong meat. Have you, have, you ever, have you ever bought wache and the willet? There's, there's this will that you you tear it. <laughs>
2: mm,
1: yeah, yeah, you see, it's called strong meat. There's meat, oh. too. There, oh, there, there's meat. Normal meat, when you are even taking out the food, you can even take some with a spoon and enjoy the food and all that. But there's strong meat. Then he says, strong meat are for them that are full age. So even the word of God, there's milk. So you have to look at the, the, the person you are, you, are, you are talking to. So sometimes I can be talking to someone, then I... I expect the person to know some things, yes, but in the communication, when I notice this person doesn't know this thing, I come down. Do you understand? Yes, sir. So there are different times that you learn different things and know how to teach them. Yes, now, it doesn't mean every time you see a baby Christian, you should buy, uh, you should teach milk. Okay. There are certain babies that should have grown. So Paul talked about it. Mm. He said, "While." you ought to be teachers. You need, need you have need that we teach you the first principles of the oracles of God. So those people are supposed to have grown. So there you can chip in. And let me tell you, teaching people and raising people, you have to learn to be a good communicator. You see, you have to learn to be a good communicator. Communication, and this reminds me of the relationship seminar. <laughs> you see, the communication means passing your message across, not the words. Mm. So, big English doesn't mean you're a good teacher. So, the hemisphere of God, I'm teaching on the hemisphere of God. What's the hemisphere of God? So, you know, some people of, some of, some of, don't even understand what the word hemisphere is. Mm. I remember when uh, Zion said he went to preach a certain message. Yes, sir. The, 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 west, the, the west of God or east of God, something. <laughs> The east of God. You know, you, you just end up confusing people. So when you, like, there are two things we are, we are supposed to do. In Mark chapter 16, he said, preach the gospel. In Matthew, he said, teach all nations. So there are two things we are supposed to do. We are supposed to preach, we are supposed to disciple. You preach to win souls, you disciple people who are already won. You see? You see? So in discipling, first of all, always start with, like I said, mostly a cell leader will tell you what to say but you are a Christian, maybe in your home, you want to disciple them. Don't start from where, you know, they might not be able to understand. Yes, One of the reasons why I, I started taking this topic in Christ and Christianity is because I wanted to go back to the basics. Yes, sir. Now, some people still think it's not basics. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. Yes, but sir. I'm actually at the basics. Yes, very, very, very basic, basic, basic. I mean, if you know this, when I now teach something else, which is over it, you'd understand the reason for um that yes, sir. you see so basics christ Christianity. now i i believe that most of you now understand christ am i right most of you now understand christ before you thought christ is <laughs> jesus was you know they have killed him for you you know you have to understand where the whole thing is coming from you have to understand did, did any of you understand israel before did you understand Israel before? But now you understand how Israel is connected to us. Very good. He said he is not a Jew who is one outwardly, but one who is one inwardly. So we now have become spiritual Jews as the church. You see, so you have to understand the very basics. I noticed that in as much as we are going out and we are preaching and winning souls, we have like a very big work to do in terms of discipling people and leading them. To know the truth in the knowledge of the, he said, God who, who, God wants to have all men saved. Not only that, he said, and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Yes. So there's all men should be saved. Yes, yes, but all men should also come to the knowledge of the truth. In the in the in the um, economy of God, teachers must always be preserved. Mm. See, if teachers are not preserved, we will lose the oracles.
0: Yes, yes teachers must always be preserved. Thank you. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you so much, sir. Um, Sir, still um, on this uh, direction, sir, um, just so that we could help some of them to actually, because I noticed that sometimes in our communication, when we, we, like you said, the cell leaders, we tell them what to say. If probably we could have maybe an order, uh, a doctrinal order to teach the people So that moving forward from here, people, some of the cell leaders can start from... from, Because if you say Christ, um, we can start from maybe faith, Christ, that kind of order. Is there an order like that we can raise the people with to make them strong?
1: Okay. Um, I don't have an order written here, but off the top of my head, this is what I can say. You always have to start with who Jesus is. All right? Because so many people think they know who Jesus is when they actually don't know who Jesus is. Right? Now, through the teachings I did on Christ and Christianity, I was able to actually bring who Jesus is um, right from the Old Testament. It is it is imperative every Christian must understand the riddles Mm. of the Old Covenant. If they don't understand that the Old Covenant is a shadow, they will start persecuting me for wearing earrings. (laughs) (laughs) you know and sometimes i don't blame them just that i i I don't think they should talk foolishly even if you don't know something at least like be humble Mm. you see that's that's the only thing that sometimes annoys me like you don't know the thing too but you are the loudest Mm. Mm. see so that's one thing you have to start from who jesus is then you have to come to let me tell you this every christian should have read the whole new testament before at least once. Every Christian. Every Christian. Yes. Not a cell leader, no Every Christian. Yes. That is, never know. Reverend Kenneth Hagin, yes. he said he read the New Testament 150 times. Yes. And he said every time he read, he saw something different that he never, he didn't see in the first time he read it. <laughs> Today, a young lady texted me, no, she actually put on a status. I know her. She had been to church a couple of times. She has started following one, one dumb guy who says he's rather doing common sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the guy actually brought out, the guy actually brought out like contradicting scriptures, mm-hmm. contradicting scriptures. Yes, the guy brought out contradicting scriptures. So he says that the Bible is contradicting itself and all that. Nah, nah, nah. And I texted her. I said, look. There's not a single contradiction in the Bible. She said, Are you sure? Are you sure? And I said, Okay, so bring it. Huh? So she brought, let me show you. John chapter 3. Yes,
0: sir.
1: I'm helping you. So when you meet them, you, you can slap them. Verse 13. <laughs> Verse 13. Have you seen this? He said, And no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. Now, she says that. This statement is contradicting. Why? Because Elijah went up to heaven. Now, if you don't know the Bible, you see this. Hey, it's true. It's true. It's true. Okay. It's not true. Let me show you. First of all, this is a spiritual statement because Jesus made a statement. He said, and no man had ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven, he didn't say which was in heaven. So, first of all, Jesus is standing on earth making a statement and saying he is in heaven. To so let you know that he is making, first of all, a spiritual statement. Then, let's break it down now. He says, and no man hath ascended up to heaven. The word ascended up there is together. Ascended up there is together. It comes from a Greek word, anabino. And by no means, no man went of himself. Elijah was whisked away. Mm. Elijah's own was like a rapture. Enoch's own too was like a rapture. He said, for God took him. See. Ascension over here. That means it's exactly what Jesus did. Nothing took him. He, As he was talking, he was going.
0: <laughs> you see? So, see.
1: there's no contradiction in the Bible. So, you have to understand... So many things in Scripture. So you can never know the Bible too much not to read it. So you have to start from who Jesus is. Then you have to now come to what Christianity means. I really wish I had more time to take Christ and Christianity. But I'm going to to recommend a message for all of you to go and listen to by Pastor Chris. Write it down. Newness of life. Newness of life then life in christ the new superman these messages newness of life is so many parts i listened to newness of life for like six months straight because i needed to understand christianity there's no message that breaks down christianity like newness of life so that's it come to christianity when you come to christianity then you now begin from faith So, 14 days word seminar that I took on the subject of faith, that is the elementary. There are things about faith. There are things higher than faith. There are... (laughs) Even in faith, eh? even in faith, in the beginning, we are dealing with the measure of faith. Okay? We are dealing with the measure of faith. There is also the faith of the Son of God. Is a different topic, and those ones we don't teach it. You come into them. I was teaching you about stature. Yes, you come into them. They are in light. You come into them. Now I cannot teach you the faith of the Son of God. If I don't teach you the measure of faith, you have to understand the measure of faith before we can start talking about the faith of the Son of God. Because there are some people they don't call things which they don't call things into me. They are in the place where everything is.
0: Mm. Mm. All right. You understand? Yes.
1: Sir. Okay. There is. He calls things we'd be known as though they were. And there's all things are mine. Yeah. So where do you live? Yeah. So there's a time you'll be calling things. There are times you live there. So when you come to the dimensions, Christianity actually begins from the fourth dimension, which is faith. That's, That's the, the dimension of the speed of light. Mm. Where speed of light calculation ends, is the, that is the point faith begins. Do you understand? It. What's, the, what's the calculation for speed of light? There's plenty things. Something power, then, power. Huh? The, the, the moment you get to speed of light, the moment you arrive at the end of it, faith begins from there. That's the fourth dimension. There's a fifth dimension. There's a dimension above faith. There's also a sixth dimension and there's a seventh dimension. There are dimensions where eh, You begin to live in the knowledge of what people are using faith to get. So, when you step in a place, somebody steps in a place and begins to call it, somebody steps in a place, as he steps, there, it appears. It's like quantum. He steps in a place, it appears. It's okay. <laughs> so, when you come to Christianity, there are now different, different, different things. And don't worry yourself. Of, you want to know all those things. You can't know it overnight. Yes, so, allow the Holy Ghost to be teaching you and be leading you and be growing. That is why, look, Sunday, Sunday, Wednesday is not enough. Those who don't make come for service, they are cheating themselves. They don't know the the the, the difference will show soon. When we're all in class, eh, those who were taking school serious, were we're all in the same class. They don't sack anybody. Who. Everybody, who pirate, but we are all there, like you know. <laughs> when we finish, it might take some years, we'll now see where everybody, everybody will find his level. Twenty children don't play for twenty years.
0: Next one. So, sir, um, just to reemphasize what you just said. So, we start from who Jesus is. Who Jesus is. There's are.
1: no point preaching to somebody about
0: faith. Who doesn't know Jesus? Yes, sir. And then we go into taking them through faith. Taking yeah. them through Christianity. Christianity. They have to understand
1: Christianity. Because faith is one of the... the um, it belongs to the Christian, That's you true. see. In fact, after you take who Jesus is... Christianity actually comes with the ministry of the Holy Spirit because he's the one who gave birth to the church. Mm. Without the Holy Ghost, there's no church. Yes, there's no Christianity. Yes, so the Holy Ghost gave birth to the church. Yes, and the church has a long history. Today is not the time. If I had the time, maybe the topic Christ and Christianity, I could have taken it for the whole year because if I now come to the church, we have to take the history of the church, where the church is coming from, where the church is. Yes, See, the church age. We are in the church age. So all we, are, all we are waiting for right now is for the church to be raptured so that God's calendar can continue. So the Holy Spirit, the message of the Holy Spirit comes with the church. Yes, That's Christianity. Yes, then, from in Christianity, there are things in Christianity that we now start learning them. What are they? Faith, you see, love, wisdom, mm. knowledge, mm. you see. Mm. The highest of the dimensions is wisdom. Okay, so wisdom is the principal thing. When you come into wisdom, hmm. faith is natural. Wisdom is not running away from faith. So, people think wisdom is this one, you don't need faith, you need wisdom. No. Wisdom is a kind of faith. Hmm. It's just a higher faith. Yes, you see, it's like... Next question.
0: <coughs> Thank you very much, sir. Because I, I don't want to now yes, sir. deviate. We've received a lot, sir. So coming back to, back to prayer... Um, I remember asking you some time ago about how to know when to pray what kind of prayer because um, we know that different kinds of... You've taught us um, over the period and we've read, we've heard Pastor, um, Pastor Chris share with us on the different kinds of prayer, petitions, application, uh, prayer of faith and what have you. And sometimes you want to address a particular situation and you want to know what kind of prayer to use for this particular situation? How do you determine that?
1: Good question. A lot of times, you put like this very easy. <laughs> how did I know which prayer works for what? I had to experiment sometimes. There's nothing wrong with praying a prayer and it didn't work, so you go to the next. Mm. So how would the Holy Spirit teach you? One time, a cell leader asked me, that there's this situation, which prayer should you pray? I said, so when I teach in church, you don't listen or what? Mm. Ah, yeah, child, then I know. <laughs> when we teach you, it is simple. So when a situation comes, you apply. Simple. When it is not within your jurisdiction, it involves another person. You are going to look for a job. It involves another person, it's not a company. Yes, that one, effectual fervent prayer must come in. That's the prayer of supplication. Because yes, it involves another person. Who also has a free will to make a choice and to decide whatever he wants to do with his company? It's not your company. You want to enter a school. Is there a school for you? So you have to apply. You have to apply. There are times I, I, I wanted to do something, then I'll say it in the name of Jesus. I have this thing. Then in my spirit, I know I've not, it. I've not had it, even though I've said it. So what do I need to do? I need to change the strategy. I mean, I know that this one will now take more than me just saying it. So all I do is I just pay attention to my spirit. People don't pay attention to their spirit. They just say it. You said it, you are feeling uneasy. You, you are still going about with your big head. <laughs> you say it, you observe what your spirit is doing. We also say it, you observe your spirit. Your spirit will, like um, when the angel appeared to, uh, when Mary was speaking with um, Elizabeth. While you spoke it, you said the baby kick inside. What's he telling him? Yes, I like the message that's going on. I was saying, if baby was filled with the Holy Ghost. So the same way, your spirit responds. Mm. So pay attention to when your spirit is responding. There's a message by Pastor Chris, serving God rightly. He said, when you make a confession and you are not seeing what you are saying, you need to make more contact with your spirit. Mm. And I understand that very well because you need to actually then make more contact with your spirit. So when you are taught something, Learn to apply now. Of course, there are situations that this one there you know that this one there, the one you can come and see, Pastor. There's nothing wrong with coming, coming to see me. You know, some people are now afraid to come and see me. No, you can come and see me. And if I think I've taught it already, and um, if, I, if you think I've taught it already, and I'm probably going to rebuke you for that, come, let me rebuke you. Is it not me and you? Who wants who to rebuke you? But if you come and I, I will not hold your ears. I've taught this thing. Go and listen to this message. Yeah, it's between me and you. It's better than for you to, you know, not know what to do about the situation. But learn to apply. Learn to apply. Having your victories is so important for you because it, will, it adds your body of knowledge. Now, there are many challenges I had in, uh, many years ago that I had to use these things. I think... So now, when I use this, I now realize that, okay, this is for this. It becomes knowledge. You can never take it away from me. It becomes my knowledge. That is for that. I keep it inside. So I have so many stories and I have so many things to tell people because why? I was able to do a lot of experiments. Sometimes I, I, I pray. I come together with people. I say, let's pray concerning this thing. Pray of agreement. and we pray, then it happens. Then sometimes you pray, pray of agreement. It doesn't happen. That means you have to go home. Go and work on it. Then another thing too is when you want to pray about something, listen to the Holy Spirit. Mm. Listen to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit always tells you the prayer to pray. One day, mm. I want to, I want to go and pray about something. So when I started praying about it, I said, "In the name of Jesus, I wanted something to happen." Right. So I said, "In the name of Jesus." Let me give you an example. Maybe I'm looking for a keyboard. I want to buy a keyboard. So. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, I have that keyboard. I have that keyboard. If by what I said, I have it, when I begin to speak in tongues, my spirit will respond. And I will know that I already have it. But, if the I said, in the name of Jesus, I have a keyboard, and I start speaking in tongues, and in the, speaking in tongues, I was like, I've gone to one, like stage one, that means I know that there's more to do with this thing than just saying it. You see? Just saying it. Like, for example, there are two million copies we want to do. I'm not, my spirit has not finished catching the thing. Even though I keep saying it, I'm saying it. Why? Because remember, they say it to yourself. So I'm, I'm saying it. Why? Keep saying it. Don't stop talking it. But I know there's some work I must do behind the scene and I'm planning when to do it so I will do it very soon and we'll do it very soon
0: thank you sir yeah thank you sir sir to my last question for tonight um sir please i wanted to know um it's actually a question that i I get from people who are growing a lot and I just want to use this platform to be able to help um some leaders with some of these questions so what would you say are or spelling out into principles? Um, what would you say are the principles that we need to follow in retaining and retaining members in a cell?
1: Okay, things you need to follow in retaining members in a cell. Yeah. Um, you know, first of all, your cell is a representation of you. As a leader, if your cell is not growing, you are not growing. And you must be humble enough to accept that. Yes, if you are growing and your cell is not growing, all we need is to give you time. Yes, After some time, we'll see if you are growing. You know, these kind of things, they are just, they are not rocket science. It's just as simple as that. Yes, and in keeping people, retaining people, there are many things involved. Yes, um, one of the key things is. In my, the, the most key is prayer. Yes, Can I show you a scripture? Yes, sir. So 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 14. He said, That good thing which was committed unto thee, keep by the Holy Ghost, mm-hmm. which dwelleth in us. So, things of God are preserved on the altar of prayer. Yes, so, anything God gives you, including brethren, they must be kept by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Ghost helps us to keep anything he gives us. So he says, that good thing which you have, was committed unto thee, like brethren, okay, cell members. So you keep them by the Holy Ghost. So prayer. Any leader who does not pray will lose people. Because you keep people by the Holy Ghost. Especially when they are can now they are new, new like that. They are still having influences from Snapchat. They are still having influences from Instagram. Now, I don't think the men of God of years ago, they suffered like us. Because those times, there's nothing, there's no Instagram, there's no Snapchat. So, merely your mouth speaker, Do You know ability? Yes, there are people who just like sound. So, the moment like, boom, 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 boom. Whether they like God, they don't like God, they will just come around. You understand? So, if you have crusade, you can have a city-wide crusade. Everybody will come out of his house. But, now, you have to called a crusade, someone is having, is watching something else on his phone. Yes, you understand? It, it's... it's the influences, the outside influences are so many now that you, we will need some extra. We need to do some extra. I've been having a prayer conference with the, um, prayer, band. With the prayer band, and I'll be going, we'll be going for the third one tonight, yes, the day three tonight. And I was telling them, I said, intercessors are more important today than ever before. Yes, because now, it, it's more like the scripture that um, Jesus said, men ought always to pray, not to fear. It's like it's being fulfilled now. It's like you must always be praying. Because you turn your eye away a little, the devil is coming for your brethren. Mm. So you must be very prayerful as a leader. That's one. Then two, there must be love in the cell. If there's no love in the cell, then people scatter. People respond to love. You have to understand. Because people want to know how much you care before they care how much you know. Mm. You understand? People want to know how much you care. Before they care, how much you know. So before you start telling, start telling them dangerous revelations about Jesus, they should feel at home in your cell. Some cells, new members come in and they never feel at home. It's like all of them are already friends. So new people come in and they just come to meet people as friends already. Those stupid friends, you must be deleting those stupid, Be Be purposeful. The cell should have an agenda. A new member comes in. Embrace the person. Yes, Let the person feel at home. Choir. Yes, when somebody joins for the first time, the person shouldn't now go and start a new set of friends. You know, it happens like that. Then the new people are our friends. The old people are friends. Hey, me. He? Be accommodating. When people, new people come in, we should seek to bring them into our circle. Let them feel at home. And we should say, Last Sunday, I said that when we uh, uh, introduced first-timers, we should all, you know, second-service people did it better than first-service people. First-service people, you know, <laughs> they're just sitting now. First-timers, I think the time you wake up before comes service is, is part. The time they wake up before comes service, they are still sleeping. <laughs> so first-service, I actually exert a lot of, even though the teaching and is very strong first-service, I exert a lot of, you know, Power in teaching first service. Because it's like, as they slept, they came with a sleep in their eyes. As now let's welcome the first time. But oh, second service, wow, some of went to them, went to greet them. It was so beautiful. Then, sometimes, if you bring someone to church, you know, as they are closing like that, sometimes you must join them. You, the person who invited them, must join them to help them fill the car. Oh, so how do you feel? Let people feel at home. There must be fellowship. There must be love. You see? Love in the church. We shouldn't be cliques. Everybody's our clique. Yes, sir. Do you understand? Except foolish people. Because foolish people we have to cut them away. I'm Alex. Yes, sir. I have to cut them off. You know? But everybody's our, 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 our person. Okay? Everybody's our person. We should always look for how we're always going to make people feel comfortable. Because if people keep coming to church, and someone can really love pastor's message, but after he comes four times, he doesn't have any friend, doesn't have anything. Nothing pushes him to come again, even though he really loves the message. So what keeps people coming is that they felt welcome. Mm -hmm. Remember, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care.
0: Thank you so much, sir. Welcome. Praise God. I'm sure that you've had a very... Insightful for me, it's been a blessing right from the beginning of the questions till now. We've had so many answers come to us. And just in case we answered a question that was probably in your mind or in your heart, um, what would make the impact or what would cause the change in what you want to see is actually acting according to what pastor has instructed. All right, I want them to put a number
1: up. I'll take about two questions from those listening. See. Then we can close. I would like to take one or two questions. Yes, sir. And I'm giving a slot to anyone in the studio who has a question. One slot. Anyone in the studio. Including those at the other side. Okay, I've seen a question online. Let me read it. Do you have questions there? All right, sure. I've seen a question online. It says, Sir, please, how do I read the Bible and get in the understanding? Because it always feels like a storybook anytime I read it. Yes. You are not supposed to find any dangerous revelation when you read the Bible. Read the Bible. You see, the Holy Ghost will one day take what you read and now start opening it to you. you not know, times times, people want to be seeing revelation. There are times I read the Bible, I read it. Then I will go and one day I'm praying somewhere about something else. The Holy Ghost takes something I read and starts opening it. It's amazing. So the Holy Ghost is the author of the scriptures and he's the one who brings the revelations, the one who opens our eyes. He's the spirit of understanding. So keep reading the scriptures. Keep reading them. You'll understand. The other thing too is, you see, there are men with insight. That's why you need to go to a church, especially a church that you are taught the word of God. There are men with insight. That God has, you know, Paul calls himself, said, I'm the custodian of the mysteries of God. There are some people you can never understand, like for example, the message of the church. He was taught by Jesus Christ. If you go to Peter, he can't teach you. If you go to James, he can't teach you. It is, it is Paul who was giving the revelation of the church, was giving the revelation of Jesus Christ, uh, giving the revelation, even communion, he was not there. But Jesus Christ had to teach him about communion. So he said, I have received of the Lord, that which I delivered unto you. Even communion, he was not there when he was, was given for the first time. But he had revelation of it. See, so revelation is very important. The Holy Spirit is the one who brings the revelation. So, don't be seeking to have some weird thing when you read. Like, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That means, how many heavens? The heavens, which heavens? No, don't worry yourself. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. It's okay. It's fine. One day, the only ones will use that to teach you something. All right.
2: Sir, please, there's a question. Someone says, Sir, please, I was wondering how to help people grow when they are baby Christians.
1: How you help people grow when they're baby. He said, as newborn babes, desire the six-year of the word. That any, anybody who consistently listens to the word of God will grow. It's like, it's like once you keep feeding a baby, you'll grow. Anyone consistently listens to the word of God will grow. So, let that person who is a baby Christian keep listening to the word of God. If he doesn't listen to the word of God, there's nothing you can do about it.
2: See another question. person says, how do you know the Holy Spirit is talking to you? How do,
1: hmm, this question. How do you know the Holy Spirit is talking to you? It's a long explanation, but let me help you. Children of God, all right? Children of God know the voice of God by acquaintance, all right? Sons of God know it by recognition. Now, as I'm sitting here, no matter how many women are talking, if my mother calls my name, I know. Why? Because I have heard her talk to me and call me many times. Do you understand? Many times. So, you have to start from somewhere. You will make mistakes, but it's fine. In the beginning, you will make mistakes, but it is fine. Why? That's why you don't start hearing God in big matters. Some people never hear God until it's time to marry. Yeah, you you cannot start like that. You have to start from the little, little things. As the Holy Spirit, most of the time, the hearing he teaches you is usually in trivial issues. It te- tells you small, 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 small things. Then also, there is a peculiarity with everybody. That's how God deals with you. There are some people, God, when God is about to talk to you, you feel a particular way. That one cannot be taught as doctrine, so that, I cannot teach you that because everybody's own defense. There's a way God talks to me. There are some of you, the best way God talks to you is through Pastor Enoch. Do you understand? When you have an issue, no matter what I'm preaching about, I could be preaching about death. Eh? Once you come and listen, you will hear God talking to you about what you are looking for. Yes. It happens to me sometimes with Pastor Chris. I I need something. Once I go and play a message, the answer is there. Do you understand? So the ways the Holy Spirit speaks to us, one is through the voice of our man or God, but when it comes to through your spirit, first of all, if you are not acquainted with the scriptures, you will never know the voice of God. I'll take a last one. So we, have a we have a couple of them. I'll take a last one.
2: Sir, please, how do I pray for my dad who is not saved? How do I go about How do you
1: pray? Intercession. There's a call the prayer of an intercession. I pray for one who is not saved. Now, there are actually two prayers you need to pray. It's not only intercession. You have to pray intercession and also pray that God will bring a Libra because your brother might never listen to you. God will have to bring somebody that your dad knows to teach you, to talk to him, or somebody that your dad will listen to. So you need to pray for him to be saved, then also need to pray that God will send labor into the harvest. Because some people want to change their dad themselves, it might never be you. I've answered. The prayer for intercession, you have to, you know, is tears. It's tears. You have to pray. And make tears. Pray. And pray to God. And it might not be a day. You might have to do it for some time. And mind you, the more you pray for him, he can get worse. Yeah. You are praying, he's getting worse. Keep praying. Don't observe. I started with him. Don't observe what is going on. When you are praying for someone, don't be observing. Ah, the more I pray for him, the more he's smoking. No. Maybe the first day before you prayed for him, he was smoking one roll. You pray for him... Now, you know, you came home with four rows. Mm. You finish praying for him, he says he tells you he's feeling irate, so you know that <laughs> you know that something is wrong, you know. But you keep praying, don't observe what he's doing. I'll take another question,
2: sir. So what do you do when your prayer feels raw and you hardly receive prophecies?
1: Your prayer feels raw and you hardly receive prophecies. It's a very tight question. How do we receive prophecies? Is it that God is not talking or you are not hearing? That's the that's thing. That's the thing. Is it that God is not talking or you are not... Now, it is okay for you not to have prophecy when the prayer has not gotten anywhere. So you also have to learn to prevail in prayer. You don't need 10 prophecies. One word from God is enough. Some people want to receive 100 prophecies. Maybe in fact, if you send me 100 prophecies, I won't read it. I ask you what's the central prophecy because the voice of God has to be consistent. But every time they pray, they have prophecies. It's not so. One day, your grandmother will talk to you. I'm telling you. <laughs> but, but every time, cannot be prophecy. You cannot have prophecy every time you pray. And so, when I was praying today, the Lord said, Those people, be careful of them. The Lord said, I should eat gobble instead of planting. Ah,
2: ah.
1: <laughs> After today, there are people in my DM the moment i see say i had a dream i close it so today they are, I, I had it. once i see i had it i close it why i, I don't understand my life <laughs> what's the question thank you for the opportunity so concerning um prayer and then focus um you taught, you taught us that when you are praying you need to rather you need to gather yourself to be able to get like the right results you need. So, so what happens when like you get distracted? Are you like? In, I had this experience yesterday when you were leading us to pray.
0: Uh, whilst I was praying, someone's leg hit me, and then it's like I lost control and I was thinking about something else. So, is it as when I'm 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 continuing the
1: prayer? Is it that the the space between the time I lost the prayer until I regain focus
0: is a waste prayer or what?
1: You, you need experience to get back from where you started from. But a lot of the time, it, it means you are actually going to start all over. But some experienced people can get back to where they are coming from. You need experience. It's, it's all, if you have mind management, you'll be able to do it. But some people don't have mind management and they are praying and someone hits them. Me, for instance, that's why I'm always fighting with these people, the instrumentalists. Because I could be somewhere and I'm trying to catch something. I'm catching a revelation. Something is coming. Something is coming. Then someone who play. ball. Oh, I say, oh, because it can bring me back. Especially when it comes to do with songs I know, don't change anything. Once I know it, don't change anything. Because when you change something, I'm expecting something, and you change it. Once you change it, first. Ah. But sometimes because of experience. And I have a very strong affinity for teaching than worship. So I'm able to pick myself up into... eh, But it's not the best. Eh, That's the thing. Okay. Okay.
2: Sir, please. Um, This person is from South Africa. She said, Sir, what do you do about serving under a leader who doesn't follow instructions from the pastor of the church?
1: Run away. No, no. Paul said, "Follow me as I follow Christ." So you have to follow as he is following. Okay? You have to follow as he is following. If he's not following, he will lead you astray. That means he's a rebel. He's not a follower. So you have every reason not to follow. But also doesn't mean you should rebel. Go through the appropriate order. Speak to the one who is higher. You shouldn't rebel. Speak to the one who is higher about it. You don't have to rebel. So follow us as he follows, the person follows. All right.